Thank you and welcome to Scripture on Creation. I'm Scott Kump. And I'm Dr. Ben Scripture. Dr. Scripture, a few weeks ago, I came across a person involved in an organization that is closely related to what we try to do as the Scripture on Creation ministry. And when I told you about him, you quickly said, let's set up an interview. That's right, Scott. The organization, Ratio Christi, focuses on apologetics and evangelism. And after learning about it, I wanted to do whatever I could to let people know about what this excellent organization is and what it does. So, in order to do just that, here is Dr. Scripture interviewing Mr. Andrew Foland with Ratio Christi. And our special guest today is Andrew Foland, and he is with an organization called Ratio Christi. And he is the area minister director for Indiana. So, Andrew, should I call you Andy? That'd be just fine. Great. Andy, it's great to have you on the program with us today. Welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. So, first off, Ratio Christi. What in the world does that mean, Andy? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. I I knew God had a sense of humor when he he said, uh, Andy, I want you to be in a ministry called Ratio Christi, and you're going to do apologetics. Uh, so nobody knows what I'm doing. Or, <laughs> well, we all know what apologetics for, are, so that's good. But what does Some, Ratio Christi mean? Is it Latin or Greek it, or whatever? It's Latin. It means reason of Christ. Oh. And so the idea behind the ministry is to do just that, to demonstrate the reason of Christ, demonstrate that there's harmony between faith and reason, that Excellent. Christianity is not a blind leap in the dark. It's a step in the light of evidence. Wow, that's great. We certainly are interested in apologetics and exactly what your ministry is attempting to do. So uh, what would you say the role of your organization is, and, and where are you in particular? Well, I, I am, uh, as you mentioned, the Area Ministry Director of Indiana, okay. and I work specifically as well on a campus called IUPUI, which is uh, Indiana University, Purdue University of Indianapolis, and okay. I am a chapter director there. So I oversee that particular school and the ministry there. Uh, the role of the organization is to be faithful to God's command to engage in apologetics and evangelism, to share the faith and defend it. And that's really what we're driven by. And there's a number of ways in which we attempt to do that. We try to work with area churches and help equip people in that area, you know, help equip adults and students in churches to defend the faith. Excellent. So it's it's not just a campus organization. You actually work with churches as well. We do. We love to partner with churches. We also love to work uh, with high school groups so we we can do college prep. Uh, And of course, we are certainly on the college campus. That's uh, a major need, of course, in this day and age. And so uh, we want to be there for a couple of reasons. Uh, first, to try to reverse the trend of the bleeding out that we have going on of professing believers who are walking away from the church when Absolutely. they go to college. That's right. a major issue. As uh, I'm sure your audience knows, over 50% are walking away. And so we need to address that. And we also want to be on campus because uh, we believe that what happens on the campus today will become seen in the culture tomorrow. And we're witnessing that today as we look at our culture today. Uh, If you look around and say, what's happened to this culture? Uh, It's stuff that's been taught on campus for a long time. So part of our mission is to transform lives on campus today and change culture tomorrow. And we think we can do that. Well, and of course, apologetics is a foundational area 
to address the uh, veracity of the Bible. And as you point out, the rationality of our faith, it's not turn off your brain and just accept whatever this book, whether it's true or not, has to say. So when you, when you talk about apologetics, obviously there are a lot of different aspects that apologetics deals with. What are some of the areas that your organization especially addresses within the framework of apologetics? Yeah, we address quite a few, actually. I mean, the two major attacks that we see, particularly on campuses today, are naturalistic attacks and moral attacks Hmm. against Christianity. So uh, the naturalistic attacks, they've been around for quite a while. Things like evolution, uh, naturalism, this sort of thing. Uh, It can't be miracles. And so that's all infused in academia and curriculum and things like that. So so we're responding to that, those kinds of challenges. Uh, how can you trust the Bible, and is there a God, and are miracles possible, that sort of stuff. But then the other kinds of attacks that we're addressing are moral attacks. These are uh, launched by people who say, we don't really care whether Christianity is true. It's not good, and so it shouldn't be followed. Hmm. And so that's the other challenge today is, is Christianity good? And this, the form this takes are things like, for example, I, I was talking to a student one time, and she asked me to tell her about Ratio Christi. So I did. And uh, I said, you know, we're a Christian group, and told her a little about it. And she said, hmm, Christian group, huh? See, the thing is, I don't want to be a part of a hate group. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. so there's this idea that, oh, oh, Christianity, well, we're haters, we're intolerant, we're bigoted, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we're phobic. So it's not good, is the idea. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, that's tragic. As I said to this uh, young lady, I said, you don't want to be a part of a hate group. I, this is the perfect place for you, because Jesus said, love your enemies. So we, we love everybody, <laughs> uh, regardless <laughs> of their belief system. So, but those are the kinds of challenges that we're addressing. So cultural challenges, as well as some of the more traditional arguments for regarding truth claims. Yeah, I would think in the last few years, some of the focus is actually shifting towards the the moral part even more than, as you called it, the naturalistic part. I mean, evolution and, and attacks on just the history of the Bible used to be the, I would say, the focus. But now with gender issues and all that, a lot more of the attacks on the Bible would be coming from just that perspective, for example, that you mentioned that young woman had. Do you see yeah. some of the shift? Or have you not been in the organization that long? <laughs> no, I, I absolutely have seen the shift. You're absolutely right about that. It's almost like a, an attempt to say, okay, you know, as if the enemy is saying, we lost the truth battle, so we're just going to try to go for the irrelevance battle. You wow. know, or we're just going to make it look not relevant yeah. anymore. Yeah, and, and, you're right and about again, that. Not moral. Uh, so, yeah, the, that's really the power group on campus, I would say, is, the cultural attacks and students, frankly, are afraid to deal with it. Right, uh, they I mean, don't, they're afraid to even talk about it. So. Whether you're talking about gender or uh, you know activism, environmentalism, those kinds of things. If you're not on board with those agenda items, then you're not only virtually irrelevant; you're a bad person. You know, because you're you're an enemy of what society needs, given the the kind of pressure that is on, especially college campuses these days. That's right. I remember the first challenge I ever received on campus was uh, a guy who uh, we had just finished a meeting in our cafeteria, 
And, you know, the students kind of got up and left. But there were several other students sitting around the nearby, kind of eavesdropping. And as I was cleaning up the table, one of the students got up and he came over and he sat down in front of me. And he looked me right in the eye and he said, all religion is poison. That's the first thing he said to me. Huh. <laughs> it's not, hi, how are you, or, or anything like that. This is a moral issue, you know. Wow. Uh, he's got a moral issue with religion and Christianity in particular. Now, the good news about that is, what a golden opportunity we have. Sure. Right? If he uh, wants know, to all, engage. <laughs> right. And all I had to do was ask him a simple question. How'd you come to that conclusion? And that's all it took to get the walls down for him. And we opened up and had a great conversation. He ended up coming to Rashio Christie meetings and said, I've never heard anything like this. Wow. I've never heard arguments for the faith. He was an atheist. And so while, yes, we've got uh, challenges today, those are really opportunities for us as Christians, great opportunities to shine our light before others, before men, so they can give glory to God. A uh, real chance to stand out. The darker the room gets, the brighter that candle seems, right? So yeah, right. our light can really shine in the culture right now, and, that, uh, and hopefully that's glorifying to God. All right. So you mentioned a meeting that you had in the cafeteria. Just how does Russia Christie go about functioning, having programs, and what kind of things do you actually do? Right. So we have typically weekly meetings with students. We form student organizations on campuses. And so we will meet weekly to discuss the big questions of life. And we also meet in, uh, in smaller groups, one-on-ones, things like that. Mm. And we have large campus events. So we will try to bring top apologists like Gary Habermas or Josh McDowell or uh, William Lane Craig. We'll bring them to campus to speak so that we can reach the broader campus right. with the voice as well. Excellent. So those are some of the kinds of things we do. We go out and do evangelism on campus, of course. But the beautiful thing I love about the function of Rashio's Christie's mission is that we're really trying to train students to be apologists. So it's not just Andy out on the campus trying sure. to be an apologist, but... It's training those students, and then when we see them get the vision and get fired up about it, they take it and they make it their own. That's where we will stop in my interview with Andy for today's program. But I hope that what we've discussed so far piques everyone's interest to listen to the rest of my conversation with him next week. You know, Ratio Christie was not an organization I had ever heard of before, but it wasn't because it was just some small regional group on a few college campuses here and there. They actually have presence on over 150 college campuses. And for the sake of interested parents and students that listen to GNN Radio, a large number of those colleges are in the GNN Radio broadcast area. By that you mean in the southeastern United States. Exactly. The Carolinas, Georgia, Florida. Here's a list of just some of the schools where Ratio Christie has a campus organization. Clemson, Kennesaw State, North Carolina State, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, Charlotte, Greensboro, and Wilmington campuses, the University of Georgia, Valdosta State, <laughs> and those are just some in the GNN radio listening area. Liberty University, UCLA, University of Michigan, Texas A&M, and the University of Iowa are a few examples of how widespread they are. So that just being a partial list, how could someone check to see if there's a chapter in a college in their area? Good question, Scott. 
Ratio Christi has an excellent website where you can learn all about the organization, including where they have chapters or clubs on college campuses. The website is ratiochristi.org. That's R-A-T-I-O-C-R-I-S-T-I dot O-R-G. To find campuses, click the Ministries tab on the homepage, and then in the College and University Clubs drop-down menu, you can find a location. But there's so much more than that on the website. There's a host of resources on apologetics as well as information about Ratio Christi's ministry. And so I encourage everyone to check out their website and see what's there. And again, that website is ratiochristi.org. That's spelled like the word ratio and then Christ with an I at the end. That's right. Well, Dr. Scripture, I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of your interview with Andy Foland next week. But how do you want to conclude today's program? Well, Scott, whenever I think about the reason and value of apologetics, which is what Ratio Christi is about, demonstrating the reason of Christ, I think of the exhortation of Peter in 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 15 and 16. The passage specifically points out that just as Andy shared his experiences with students who accused Christianity of being hateful and poison— All believers can and should speak up and defend their faith. It says, But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence, and keep a good conscience, so that in the thing in which you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. And that's not what I say. That's what Scripture says.